What makes a modern probation officer? In this episode, I sat down with Chief Robert Reyes from San Luis Obispo County and Chief T.R. Miracle from Kern County to get their perspectives on the makeup of a probation professional and how probation truly is an integral connector in the justice system. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the California Probation Connection today. Thanks for joining us. I'm really looking forward to jumping in and talking about what is the modern probation officer. And so I know you guys traveled quite some ways to get here to Sacramento to share your thoughts with us. So let's just jump right in. Um, I know both of you have probably about 25 years of experience um, each in the industry. So what's changed over the last 25 years? We'll start with you. Sure. Yeah. Um, a lot has changed, but I was thinking about this. And one thing that's interesting is what we do now, we we had people in our departments doing it. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest difference is now it's systematic. It's expected. So when I started, there was officers who had the right balance. They uh, cared about what they were doing and wanting to make a change, and they would hold people accountable. They would do the balance that we do now, but it was kind of more hit and miss. And it wasn't necessarily the expectation. I think some people just went above and beyond and I think what I've seen over uh, my career is that uh, as we learned what works, we've implemented it and it's become the new standard. So what we were doing back then, those exceptional people, that, that should be the baseline now. You know, and then you have people now who are exceptional even above that. But that's what I've seen the big difference is, you know, our trauma-informed care, our evidence-based practices, doing what works, you know, building that rapport with our clients. And uh, as a leader, you know, we have to keep bringing the standard up and up. Why do you think that is, Chief Miracle? Why do you think, um, you know, the profession gravitated to that and that becoming the standard? Is it something that, you know, was kind of forced upon the industry? Was it something that just kind of naturally felt like that was the way we should be going? What do you think accounts for that? Yeah, I think a lot of it was, you know, our embracing of evidence-based practice and and what works. So there's a lot of research. And I think uh, probation in general, we're open to, we want to do what works. I mean, that's, that's why you get into probation. You want to make a difference. And I think when you see studies, you know, that show, hey, these certain things, you know, the evidence-based cognitive behavioral therapy, things like that, you know, uh, addressing the top criminogenic needs. And you see studies that, hey, this is what works. This is what helps us accomplish our mission of reducing recidivism, making a safer community. When you look at that, you have two choices. Like, and I think most of us are practical Right. hopefully somewhat intelligent people. And you're like, of course, you're going to do what works. Right. And 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 I think uh, together we've just raised the standard up of what our profession is because, you know, we've always had the same goal, but now we have the better tools t- to do it. That's an interesting point. Proof is in the pudding, right? You mm-hmm. really wanted to, you know, uh, be sure that public safety and, uh, you know, changing lives. And once you start seeing what actually makes that work, it, it really helps. So, Chief Reyes, what about you? What's What's been your... Uh, kind of trajectory of uh, the the profession. Sure, I think my biggest takeaway is just that I I was it kind of came to me when I was preparing um, our resolution for Probation Services Week, and my goal is always to try to really tell the story of what we do. I was just I was taken back by how much we do now in in the spaces we occupy in the criminal justice system. When I started, it was yeah there were investigations or you were community su- supervision. Drug courts were kind of just emerging in the late 90s. And since then, our responsibilities and, and what we do from, um, you know, 
diversion and uh, truancy, maybe on the juvenile sides to pretrial now to just uh, our traditional jobs, but now with post-release and many of our counties now occupying uh, collaborative collaborations on homelessness and mental illness. It's just, it's been amazing how much um, the ask of probation officers are now in the state in the last 25 years. That's so true. It seems like almost any issue that pops up in and around how do we make our communities thrive, how can they be safer, all those things seem like probation is a part of the conversation, uh, connecting somehow, some way, or leading the conversation. Why do you think that is? Well, I, I, I want to say it's because we we are very adaptable people. I, I think I think our orientation in this profession is to solve problems. And I think that comes very natural to us as a profession. And I think that's helpful when we're having um, discussions with our partners where different systems are crossing because we're serving, seeing the same population. I think we just, we're really good about really trying to diagnose and try to fit a, a, a solution that's workable for, for all systems that are involved. I mean, we see that on an everyday basis with our, our collaborative treatment court programs and some of the other collaboratives that we, we are involved in. Um, so you see it every day, and I think that's what it is. I think we're very much very adaptable, which I think is really important. I think we're always solution-focused and trying to do what we think is right to, to serve the public and improve community safety and hopefully helping those that um, with the services and the connections we try to make for them. Yeah, no, adaptable is a word that we hear, you know, often used in describing, you know, what makes a good probation officer, what's, you know, good for the department, the system. So um, I'm, I wonder why that is. Like, do you, when you go out and hire Chief Miracle, are you looking for those kinds of characteristics in who you're hiring? Or do you feel like that's something that we train to after we, you know, kind of get folks into the profession? What's, because uh, it definitely seems from my observation, that's, that is one of the key things that you see across the board, across counties. Yeah, probably a couple of things. I think, first of all, I think you probably have more of that tendency if you are attracted to the work of probation. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think we, well, that's who I want to hire. I want to hire people. And like, I'm not worried about as much what your degree's in or, you know, what you've really done before. I want somebody who's, you know, intelligent, who will listen and who cares, you know, and if you have those characters, I can teach you to do anything. And that's what we do. I think we have really good training. That's another thing that I think has improved greatly, you know, in my 25 careers, the, our level of training. But right. if you have those things, you care, you, you know, you're smart and you, you know, you're open to, to learning then you're going to be successful in this job. Makes a lot of sense. It definitely seems like anytime I'm in a meeting with any of your officers or we're just talking around the table with the chiefs, that just constantly comes through, you know, in this this constant um, evolution of the profession and, um, and embracing that, which is hard. However, since we're asking our clients to change mm-hmm. all the time, I guess it does make sense that as a system partner, that comes naturally to us. And so um, so that's really uh, interesting. We had asked, um, as you all know, uh, some of your colleagues put into the chat in a recent Zoom call two words that described you know, the profession or the characteristics that the probation officer, the modern probation officer has to um, have. So I'm going to read a couple of the words that came across, and then I'm really interested to hear what your words are and maybe why. Um, Coach, 
change agent, uh, dynamic, innovative, growth mindset, critical thinker, nimble, innovative, compassionate, flexible, multifunctional, uh, resilient, transformative, supportive, um, just to name a few. And, you know, the list kind of goes on and on. And I thought to myself, wow, that is the type of description probably anybody wants to put in a job description about the characteristics you would have, you know, in hiring somebody. But I, I think a lot of folks might find it super interesting that that is the most important things that you're looking for when you're hiring you know, what is essentially a peace officer, correct? You know, in, in right. many of the um, job classifications in the probation department. And so, uh, I, you know, I always find it interesting to try to distill it into just a couple of words. So, Chief Reyes, yeah, on, your, I, your two words. My two words. I, you know, I really had given it a great deal of thought and I went with uh, more of a model because I think it, it, it captures everything we do. So I, I went with always serving because that's what we do. We, we, like I said, we serve in so many different aspects of the criminal justice system and the juvenile justice system. And so the first thing I'm always going to look for is somebody that has that heart for public service. Because we all know that this job quickly will humble you because you, don't, you, you know less about a lot when you start this job. Um, and it takes a while for you to be able to learn um, the many different things we have to learn. So if you if you don't have that to me, that sort of spirit of humility and that desire to, to want to serve the public, it's, it's hard to train because I, I agree with Chief Miracle. We were very, a lot better when it comes to training than when I started. Yeah. Um, and the amount of training that we asked our officers to go to um, and complete on a yearly basis really requires them to have to really always be in that kind of mindset that, hey, I always have something to learn. Yeah. And here's the reason why. Yeah. I want to serve. So absolutely, and I—I I mean, you're you're speaking my love language. I love public service. I love that concept. You know, I think that if you know if there was more of that kind of embedded upon everyone, you know, we would kind of get along better. We'd solve a lot more problems, yeah. and that does seem indicative of what we often see in the probation profession, right? It almost doesn't matter what we're being asked to do, which you guys were just talking about that earlier. And maybe we didn't even agree the direction in which the choice for the policy, you know, was made, but we just don't let it fail. We adapt we because we're, we're trying to serve the broader mission, the broader, you know, issue at hand. So it's, that's that does kind of resonate with me, at least. I'm sure it does with many others. So. Chief Miracle, you know that we love your two words have really become a mantra across the state. And once you uttered them at a, at a CPOC meeting, it just caught on like wildfire. So give us a little bit about your uh, two words sure. and how it my, came about. My two words are accountability and opportunity. And I think what that shows is this, the balance that probation brings and what I want in my officers. And, you know, it, it's important as probation officers, as peace officers, that we hold people accountable. That's an important thing. When someone's out there doing something and hurting somebody, we need to be there to hold them accountable. And then you, when you do that, you get kind of like instant public safety. But we also need to make sure we provide people opportunities and break down barriers. Because if we provide people those opportunities and they take advantage of them, they can break the cycle of recidivism. And that's where you get long-term public safety. And so it, it's as a probation officer, it's a difficult job because you, you, know, you have to shift between those things. But the main thing is, that you always remember the balance. And if you go too too far one way or the other, you're not doing what 
our job is. Our job is really be in that middle and provide that that balance of accountability and opportunity. Yeah, well, as you know, we we love that. We think, you know, it's very hard. I'm constantly grappling with how do you succinctly explain what it is that we do? How do you put it in a bottle? And that's a, a great way to do it, to, to really talk about even the broader issues, really the policy issue behind what we do and why we do it in the way in which we do it, which kind of touches on some of the, I would say, um, controversy or maybe um, in in our role and and uh, especially when worlds want to kind of pull at the extremes, which is always the case um, in anything, but certainly in public safety. So, you know, we've often heard there have been times in our history where we were really more akin to a social worker, right? And then there have been times in our history where maybe the enforcement piece, the kind of the peace officer part of it seemed to be more embedded. Um, are we one or the other? Do we lean a little more one way or the other? How would you describe that? Um, Chief Reyes, you want to give it a shot? Yeah, I, I, I guess I can, I reject that we are one or the other. I, I think we, I think we just actually, um, it's a disservice to our profession. I, I mean, I agree with Chief Miracle. We are that, we want to be that balance because then we are relevant in the system. Um, once we decide to go either one path or the other, then we're no we're no longer unique in the system. We, we're simply just either a traditional law enforcement agency, or we're traditional what do you want to call social work or mm-hmm. a rehabilitative agency. And and I think, I mean, we all know that. I think each is very important. And I think that's always kind of been like my struggle is like how do I really how can I put one word and describe what a probation officer officer is? I think it's really difficult to do. I mean. I guess I could argue that we are we are a, a criminal justice specialist because we have to actually know all the facets of the criminal justice system to some degree mm-hmm. and of the juvenile justice system. Right. But we also got to kind of know the other systems that we work with. And so it makes it really difficult to define it by one word. But I, I, I do think I like the accountability opportunity. I have adopted it. Um, it's, you know, I tell my staff, if someone asks you what probation does, simply say, we are officers that do accountability and opportunity for the populations we serve. So, Absolutely. Although I love it. We're starting to get into this now. I like the you reject the premise. And, uh, and I think that we've been spending a lot of time trying to do that and educate right. folks along those lines. So how do you kind of deal with that balance and some of the things that maybe have occurred over time and even in your career? And mm-hmm. And, you know, do you, too, stand with us rejecting (laughs) that you're being put into a box? You can sign me up. All right. good. But I I like to think about we all talk about how the pendulum swings back and forth, you know, to one side or the other. And I think what probation is, we're the person who grabs the pendulum and holds it right in the middle, you know, and that's what accountability and opportunity is, because there's uh, there's a tendency to overreact to a problem to either go either way. And, uh, you know, there's been thousands of years of philosophy and different religions that talk about moderation, you know, and, and, and the middle way is, is, is the correct way. And I, I think probation's really adopted that. And I think, like I said, that's, we are, we're not something with something We're we're distinctly ourselves. And like, you don't ask, well, what is a cop? You don't say, what is a lawyer? You don't say, well, a lawyer is like this, but does this, right? They're just a lawyer. They're just a cop. And so, I think we're just probation officers and we're uniquely different that way. And it's, you know, I think it is our job to explain what we do. And, and so people just know, yeah, you're a probation officer. You're not this plus that. You're just, you are what you are. 
And we're an incredibly important part of the criminal justice system. And over the last decade plus, we've become a larger and larger part, you know, in, an integral part of it. And when new reform is passed, usually, you know, um, it's looked to probation to implement mm-hmm. that reform. And often in the legislation, it, it, it excludes other people from, from leading it. We're, we're the ones that it go to. And I think that's because there's a recognition that we are uniquely situated and, uh, you know, we have the ability to, to get things done. Yeah, I would add too that I and you know what's makes us unique in the system is that we're we're, a little, we're we're free from the sort of traditional politics that we see from others in the system who are elected, and I think that does allow us to be able to operate in that the middle way as Chief Miracle described it, and uh, former president described it that way mm-hmm. some years ago. The middle way because it is effective. It allows it, we're free to really um, embrace alternative views. Yeah, bounce them off our own views about how we see our position. Um, uh, learn what other system partners, what their goal is. And, and I think let's be able to do that. We're always effective trying to find that, that, that path to, to achieving what, whatever the outcome, you know, it is in our, in our, on our jobs on a daily basis. And so I think that also helps that we're not, we're, we're sort of free from those political influences and uh, because I'm not elected he miracle is not elected and so we don't we don't necessarily have to do always deal with that we have to be politically astute because we operate in that area but I think we have some freedom to kind of um, um, reach across the other aisle in some ways and, and work with absolutely I, I definitely that resonates with me as well I'm I'm curious if you think though because I, I think that what you're saying is also echoed by your peers, you know, um, at the chief's table um, as as officers who, you know, are out there kind of trying to, you know, explain what they do at the barbecue when they're, you know, with others, um, you know, maybe uh, other stakeholders in the system and they're not don't really understand how important or unique the role is or why they're being asked to do things. Do you feel as though that? that your officers embrace that same kind of uh, point of view, trying to hold on to that middle and that that's an important role that um, that they play? I mean, is the, do you think folks take pride? It sounds like you think they should. Do you, do you see that reflected in some of the conversations you have with your staff? Um, I, you know, yeah, I do see that. Um, I also think too, though, that I think from times we do experience a role conflict um, because, um, we're pulled, we all pulled those two different ways. It, I, I don't think that stops. And I, I think it's always there. I mean, and it, that's going to also look different across the 58 counties across the state. It, probation, we all kind of believe in our core fundamental missions that we have, but it's going to look a little bit different. And I think as a chief and our, even our staff, you know, we are sensitive to what the, how the public perceives us. And sometimes the public perceives us, reinforces our own perception of what we are. So I do think that remains sometimes a conflict. And I think as a chief, I'm, I'm sort of here to sort of give some context to that and sort of help guide, guide officers and staff. Like, you know, it's, this is where we want to be because it's the most effective where, where to be and not go one way or the other. Yeah, no, I mean, I would imagine it's a constant, you know, kind of 
discussion and a reminder and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, uh, Chief Miracle, we know philosophy is something that you're kind of grounded in. Um, and so do you have these kind of discussions with your department as well? I mean, how do you kind of keep them when it seems like they, you know, folks feel like there needs to be a move one direction or the right. other? How do you how do you remind folks yeah. that that important I role? think constant messaging is yeah. really important, you know, and so I uh, when I first became chief, I didn't want to repeat myself every time I gave a talk. I'm like, right. well, people are hurt. Then I realized, well, yeah. no, I think I got to keep saying this. And so that's yeah. where, you know, accountability opportunity for me really came in. So I, every time I go in front of the board or I talk at a core graduation, I'm, I'm giving some right. variation of that. And I think when you repeat that over and over again, and I tell my staff, make sure it's included in our evaluations. You're, you're constantly messaging to our staff so they know that, yeah, this is what this department is all about. And and it applies a little differently in every position. Accountability and opportunity looks a little different in court investigations versus out in the field or pretrial. But those core tenants are there everywhere we go. And we just need to remind our staff all the time that. Yeah, and I, and I think it's important to, to highlight when we've done an effective job in, in, on both sides of that account. If you if, I guess for the discussion point, if we're accountability opportunity, it's really important to highlight when our officers are successful in, in either of those because they're both important. And, and I think that's, that's something that I'm, even I could um, always improve on to making sure that that positive reinforcement, like, no, the fact that you got a, and I'm thinking about a, a probation officer, a young probation officer who got a, a thank you card from somebody um, that was transferred to another county, just thanking him for just being supportive, you know, just being there, helping him kind of navigate probation. You know, I just got an email even today from um, our law enforcement part thinking after a long narcotics investigation that was actually led by a probation officer and took, you know, a lot of pounds of methamphetamine and fentanyl off the streets, guns off the street. And again, again, those are really great examples. And we should highlight those because they're they're both important. Yeah. So. If I could add something to that, Please. just really reminding me what Chief Reyes said. So. In my uh, department, we have a challenge coin that, you know, you can earn by doing something and on the back. It's a quote from Winston Churchill, which is courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. And that quote to me captures the dual Absolutely. roles yeah. of, of um, what probation does. And so our, our staff can earn that challenge coy when they do one or the other type of that courage or maybe both in a certain situation. And so what Chief Ray has said, it's really important um, to make sure that we, we reward what we want, right? Not right. just expect it, but reward it and acknowledge it. Yeah. I love that. Okay, now you're speaking my other love language, Winston <laughs> Churchill. This is getting crazy. Um, okay, well, yeah, so we, I know. We've, I, had, we've mentioned Churchill. We've had Eisenhower with the middle way. So it's what happens. You get exactly political the, science the historians, history, philosophers. Yep. Yeah, I love it. Way. I love it. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I, a couple of notes that I had written to myself to make sure that we kind of hit on and uh, – I think it has come out of conversations that we've had previously, but one of the things that strikes me is this multidisciplinary approach that we are asking our folks to embrace and utilize. It's it's difficult, so the training that goes in, the constant messaging, the rewarding of what you're expecting is important, but it's actually that type of approach that leads to public safety, and that's kind of the important link that I think sometimes people don't quite understand. People think public safety is just the enforcement piece. It's such an important part, the accountability part, as you've been saying, but, you know, it's, we're missing something really important if we don't kind of approach it from that multi, 
you know, disciplinary, you know, feel. So, and I think some of that um, concept may have come from some conversations that we have had, Chief Reyes. So, I mean, I want you to feel free to add anything to that um, while we're on it. Yeah. Um, I, it, you know, it's that multidisciplinary it's, it's, yeah, we, we, we are. Um, and you know, I, my attitude is like when, when I think about my own department, I mean, I just had this conversation with some of our um, instructors that do a lot of our uh, sort of law enforcement tactics classes. And I said, listen, I want to make sure at the end of the day that, you know, you're confident because I'll be confident that our officers can win if we're ever in that situation mm-hmm. that we could win. They could, they could win and go home. That's all I care about. So we're going to do everything we can to make sure that we, that happens. At the same time, on the other side, when I, when I talk to those that are doing, you know, doing our case plan instruction or our risk assessment, I want to make sure that officers are, are, are utilizing those tools, utilizing those practices in a skillful way so that they can chart the courts that's really going to serve their probationers or whoever they're working with to a successful outcome and, and knowing where to make those connections, knowing what services are out there in the community that they could, they could reach to, to get help in it. And partly it's about establishing those relationships across the entire spectrum. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big ask of officers in the department, but that's what we do. That's what we're about. And, and we should be 100% committed to both at the same time. Cause I really think if we are, then we're relevant. Uh, you know, so that just kind of my, kind of my yeah. thoughts on that. Absolutely. You look like you might want to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to well, cut I, you I, off. I, just to reiterate a little yeah. bit, but it, you know, it really is important to the full, what we've talked about a lot here is there's, a, we do a lot of stuff. Right. And sometimes it almost seems contradictory, but that's the key about probation that it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's two sides of the same coin. Right. And so you have to, you know, know when to use what part of it. But with multidisciplinary, not just internally, but, you know, another thing I think we've grown a lot over the years is not operating in a silo. You know, it's really important to have uh, community partners and um, and with our behavioral health or uh, with community based organizations like you cannot we cannot be successful without partners. And the more that we understand all these different disciplines, not that we have to be necessarily an expert, everything, but we need to have an understanding. We know who to reach out to and who to connect and who to bring in. And uh, all working together, which is another thing we talk about probation being a connector, that's really, really important because without that connection, we're not going to be as successful as we could be. No, that's, I really appreciate you bringing that in because sometimes I get so laser, laser focused on probation. I mean, that's my part of the job. But the big piece of that is the connection. I mean, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> the title of the podcast, yeah. right? I mean, we can't do the job. We can't be as successful if we're not connecting we don't do it by ourselves right no, we don't no. we don't kind of accomplish this larger mission by ourselves but you know um not everybody are natural collaborators right i mean some people like working in teams other people you know are kind of solo i mean probation that's another important characteristic it seems to me right that yeah. you have to be able to be collaborative work with others work in teams and recognize what others need in the system, not just the client to, to be successful. Yeah, no. And I think we I sort of mentioned it by, you know, I look for people that have humility. I mean, to, to some degree, that also means that they know how to kind of put their ego aside because, you know, it, it's hard work sometimes to be collaborative. It's, it's not easy because you have to set aside your ego. You may have to set aside your path because really the other path may be more effective. Um, but if the, if the outcome is going to be the same, the goal is going to be attained, then we, we shouldn't worry about, it doesn't sort of diminish 
our role in the collaborative uh, if we go a different way. Um, so I, I do think that's another important characteristic that we, we have to be able to effectively do that um, and sort of keep the end goal in mind. Um, that may, that makes sense, and I'm going to take that to heart myself because I know sometimes you know you know there's uh, especially in politics it's about a win loss you know it's and so you know those are things that we need to kind of all keep in mind when we're talking about uh, probation and and policies around probation and so speaking of that and you both have touched on it in a couple of your comments we ask our officers to do a lot. And to be able to do a lot. And and, and I think, uh, Chief Miracle, you even referred to this past decade, really, there has been a lot of reform, there's been a lot of change. And so, you know, how, how do you think we as a profession has ma- have managed it? Um, you know, what do you think your officers are thinking as they're trying to implement the various different reforms? Um, just give some thoughts about like the things we really ask our officers sure, to do. Yeah. And I mean, one thing I'm thankful every day as chief is how amazing my staff is. And, and you look at all, all the work they do. And like you've said, we, we keep being asked to do more. Right. And, and we can handle it, but it's a lot. You know, there are some times where we're kind of like, can, can we catch our breath here? You know, let us let us perfect this last one we did before you exactly. lay another one on us. But, <laughs> but you know, we, we do it, we implement it, and um, you know, we do ask like staff. We all have trauma informed care. They all know how to do evidence based programming that understand that. They do we do individualized case plans. There's all the stuff that when I started we weren't doing that stuff. You know, so all this stuff has been added on. So it it is a, a heavy lift. But, uh, you know, every day I see, you know, our staff come to work and, and they, they meet, meet the bar and, and go above it often. And it's, uh, that's just something I'm really thankful for. Thank God there are people like that out there, <laughs> yes. that's all I have to say. Um, because oftentimes we're, they're being asked to do this with maybe not all the tools that you guys were just talking about are necessary. So, you know, and I mean, how do you go about making sure that, that your staff do have the tools, um, you know, men- mentioning evidence-based practices mm-hmm. and kind of the advent of that, the training, the different pieces. Um, what is it that you as chief have to do yeah. to make sure I mean, that, that happens? That's really my job right you know it's the chief's job is to make sure that if i'm gonna you know i don't mind asking somebody to do a job but uh but i better give them the tools and the ability to do it because if i don't then i'm failing so that's really a big part of of you know leadership is is seeing hey what do you need to get this done if i'm asking you to do something tough i I need to remove all the barriers so that you can be successful then as chief also you have to kind of look a couple moves ahead like where where are things going so we don't want to be reactive we want to be proactive when we know something's coming down the the pike then we should try to move before it's forced on us and so i think that's a lot of of doing that but that's hard like you said change is hard and and learning new things is difficult um so the least that we can do is make sure that we give the tools and the support to our staff to to accomplish and you need to get the support, right, from it, it, are the natural places, the board of supervisors, your, you know, other partners where appropriate, the state. Yeah, I we, mean, is we, that. Yeah, you, you definitely you definitely need friends to help because I mean, it's everywhere. It, it, it ultimately comes down to resources like yeah. you can have great ideas and you can have great passion. But if you don't have the resources to actually accomplish it, then, you know, you're not going to be able to do it. So, yeah, that's. Where Chief Rays was saying, you know, we're not political animals by nature, but we have to navigate this political, you know, uh, minefield at times. And so, yeah, that's another thing as as leadership. We want to make sure we position ourselves in the right way. We always keep our values and we, we do our mission, 
but how do you do that in the best way that you are making more friends than enemies? And so, uh, and that's not always easy, but that's really important. And that's one thing that I think I've learned, you know, in my almost eight years of chief that, you know, the, the, the more successful you do that, the more successful your department will be, and then your line staff, you know, will have those resources that, that they need to to do what we ask of them. Makes makes a lot of sense. Chief Reyes? Yeah, no, thoughts? I mean, everything Chief Miracle said, I mean, I completely agree with. I mean, I think, you know, that is our job as the chief. And I, I think the other thing I would add to that is sometimes we, we are asked to do a lot. And if it wasn't for, I mean, I can't compliment the, all the probation staff that I've met, just the, the, the spirit, the enthusiasm they have for the work mm-hmm. is incredible. Including you know the, my own staff who do a lot, um, but I, I do think you know I think it's I think it's important for the chief. We, we're honest. Sometimes I don't know the outcome of this. I don't always know exactly what's the reasoning behind it. Um, but I think it's important to let everybody know. Look, it's about serving. It's and it, it's the right thing to do. We, we may not know what the outcome is going to be, but this is what has been given to us, and our job is to go out there and implement that in the most effective way we can. And, you know, my job is to make sure that like, those resources are there to support that. At the same time, you know, we as as chiefs and leaders, we have to make hard choices. We're going to have to prioritize some things over others. And I think as long as you can explain that um, to your to the judges, to your to your CAOs, to the board, you know, as long as you can explain it and you're honest about it, I, I think you, you'll be OK. We've talked a lot about what, how we would describe ourselves, you know, the two words, what, what are chiefs looking for in, uh, in a, the modern probation officer? Um, how do you think some of those people who you have to lean on t- for support to get the tools you were just talking about or your stakeholders that you're collaborating with, how would they describe probation? Do you think that they see it the same way you see it? I know this is a little bit of a you know curveball. Yeah. I didn't, uh, didn't tell you I might ask this. <laughs> well, we did. We did kind of talk about this on the drive up here from the Central Valley, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still think there's some mystique about how mm-hmm. the public and others outside of the probation system see us. Um, we happened to encounter somebody last night. Uh, as much as we identified ourselves as probation officers, kept saying, "Oh, you're parole officers." I'm like, "No, we're not parole officers. We're probation officers." So I do think. There's some of that education, but, you know, again, looking at locally, no, I mean, we are very much seen as a public safety agency and we're very much seen as a, as a justice partner, a rehabilitative treatment partner. I mean, just great appreciation across not only the different uh, local systems, but even across a board that is politically divided um, ideologically, they're all very supportive of what we do. And, and I think, again, it goes back to being really skilled, be able to speak to both sides because both sides have different priorities and concerns. But to be able to effectively communicate that and operate in that, I think really pays off dividends when we're looking for more resources and that support. Yeah, and how we talked earlier about messaging to our staff so they know we have to do that doubly as, yeah. as hard with all yeah. of our you know stakeholders and decision makers in our community. Mm-hmm. So that's why when, you, you know, whatever your mantra is, you gonna need to keep repeating it and keep repeating it. Because my experience, like people, like maybe see, People aren't going to remember everything we do because we do so much and all the things, but you want to leave an impression, you know, and, and for me, accountability and opportunities, that impression mm-hmm. that, oh, yeah, they're out there, they're doing these things and they may not be able to recite, you know, what, what a PSI is, which is a pre-sentence investigation right. report, right? But they know that we're in these different spaces, but really it's about leaving a positive impression that probation, number one, is vital 
and that we care and that we're doing a good job. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a constant education process, mm-hmm. right? Um, just across the board. So No, it is. And, you know, usually probably with a lot of, you know, cross counties, one of the traditional things the chief does is you get invited to always go address the grand jury, the new grand jury and about what probation does. And that was, again, mm-hmm. you know, I recently did that. It was just the great appreciation was, one, we appreciate what you do. We can't believe how much you do. Right. Like we didn't they're know surprised. you did. They're surprised um, that how much you actually do. Right. So it's, you know, it's, I think it's just under, I think if the public understands how much we do and they appreciate what we do, then, you know, for me, that's, that's important to make sure that messaging is going out. Right. Right. I mean, I, I know one time we had on um, probation services weeks, uh, someone had written kind of like the top 10 things uh, about probation or why you should, you know, appreciate, you know, probation. And like one of the last comments was that they're there because really what would our system look like? Because we, we do touch so many different things. It's, it's not only unique, it's vital. I think that is something you just said. So, um, but, but not the the public doesn't always know because hopefully they've never had to come into contact. Right. Right. Um, But you know, uh, every time there's an opportunity to make a positive impact, that's obviously a a way to change the, I guess the understanding of how vital and unique the role could be. So, yeah. Well, is there anything that about this topic that we really haven't touched on yet. I mean, you guys had a long drive up here, <laughs> so I'm sure you thought of a lot of different things that we want to hit on. So something that, that we didn't uncover that you want to share? Uh, I'll just mention just another quote. I like Please. quotes. So, yeah, I, I love so it. I think this is Theodore Roosevelt, but I, I could oh. be wrong. But, oh, okay. but uh, <laughs> it's like, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. You know, and I think that's what I've seen, you know, and what, that's what I want our probation officers when we're dealing with a client or a victim or a, a coworker, you know, that um, you, you, you might have the right answers, but it's going to fall on deaf ears unless you build that rapport and you show that you care. And I think that's something that probation's really good at. And officers who are successful are, are able to do that because you listen to people you trust. You, if someone, you don't trust somebody and you haven't built that rapport, you could be saying the exact right things. But they're not, they're not going to listen, and so I think that's something that pro- probation does really well, and something point. that we, we you know we, we should take pride in because it, that's 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 where real difference makes is when you build that trust. That's a great point. Can you top that, Chief? <laughs> well, that was pretty I, good. I can't, you know, I, I, if I could recite the "Man in the Arena" by Theodore Roosevelt's speech, <laughs> I, I won't be able to do that. But I I will say I guess is really you know when I started with that when I tried to describe probation, we're always serving, and I really think that. We as profession have to continue to be willing to serve for whatever the state or our counties ask of us. And I think if we are committed to that, we will remain a vital piece of the criminal justice system. And I think that takes a great deal of leadership and commitment on our part Mm -hmm. and making sure our officers have the resources to effectively deal with, with crime out on the streets, which I think is important that we're in that space doing our part while at the same time providing those opportunities to the people we have coming through our doors every single day in hopes that they we can move them to be willing to change and then being able to take advantage of those services and hopefully with our support, you know, they'll exit the system and um, have a productive life. Ultimately, if we could do both in an effective way, we've contributed to public safety. Um, and yeah. so that's kind of my ideal hope as we move forward. Yeah, well, it seems like 
You guys have been doing a fabulous job, not only in your departments, but sitting at our table and trying to help just statewide, as, you know, thinking through these really, really tough issues. I have to say, I cannot get out of my mind the picture. So this is what I am leaving this podcast with is I need a new Bitmoji, me holding on to the pendulum swinging, <laughs> just kind of like a little like going back and forth. Your your, uh, your description of that is perfect. It, it does feel like probation's constantly trying to hold the, you know, kind of going from one extreme to the other. And sometimes it's politically, you know, trying to make sure that you're having the right types of conversations and building those um coalitions and the collaborations necessary to hold that, you know, and and to implement those, um, you know, those reforms that we're asking our, our folks to do. So it's a tough job, but it sounds like a rewarding job. And it Absolutely. sounds like we've got the right people in the job. So that's really exciting to hear. And hopefully folks take that from from this um, this podcast. Uh, we're going to be asking people I want to ask especially since this is you know the chiefs are really the ones who we've had on the the podcast and and will in the future so as we're looking at you know what your staff is doing the modern probation officer etc if you weren't chief what job in the or you know assignment in your department would you be most interested in doing um well I've liked everything I did, and that's a great thing about probation is there's literally like 10 different things you can do, yeah, right? True. So it's really exciting. But for me, probably when I was a supervisor, uh, that was kind of the most exciting because you're kind of right in the middle where you're still very close to the, the work that's being done by staff, um, but your scope of influence has increased a little bit. So that was always, for me, kind of the most kind of dynamic, and you, you really, you're, you're impacting change, but you see it right in front of you, whereas yeah. chief sometimes... You're, you, you know, you're obviously impacting change and giving vision, but you're a little bit more removed from the actual work that got you into why you liked probation in the first place. Sure. So that, to me, is that supervisor spot is kind of kind of right in the middle there. They talk about balance again. Yeah. You know, and so maybe I'm just drawn to balance in general. It but, seems, like, it seems <laughs> but, like a theme. Yeah, but yeah. That, that, that's, to me, is it's a great spot to be in. It's, it's, to me, it's yeah. all about when you make impact on people's life, whether it's the clients or a victim, or your coworkers, right? You know that's what probation is so special, and you have so many opportunities to positively impact people in the field of probation, and that's why it's a wonderful career. Yeah, you're you're changing and influencing not only the clients, but changing and influencing the people who are going to have the influence on even exactly. more clients as they as they go out. That's that's great. So, what about you, Chief Reyes? I don't know. I was going to turn the question around and ask you to guess what you think I would do. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's um, it. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't have you do that. Um, no, I if I wasn't the chief, I would just. Leave me alone in training. Uh, um, that would have been my it, guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, I've had a chance to be our, our training coordinator way back when as a supervisor. And, and I, I always appreciate the opportunity to really have be impactful to staff, yeah. whether it's direct teaching or just coaching or just researching what are the best practices out there and how can we adopt them you know, in our department to make sure that they were all prepared to, to go out there and do their jobs every day, which was I appreciated about that assignment. So. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. Well, I all I can say is clearly Kern, San Luis Obispo, they're in good hands. And so it was Thank really you. great to have you both yeah. with us today. And um, we hope you come back. So thank you for joining us. Thank, Thank you. Thank appreciate you. it. Appreciate it.